Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Calls not coming their way, flailing, getting upset. That doesn't bode well. But how about this, guys? Denver, better offensive rating, 124 as opposed to 118 in game one. Better field percentage shooting at 52% than game one. Better three-point shooting percentage than in game one at 39%. Yes, they still lost, but let's keep in mind they were just a three-point shot away from Jamal Murray from forcing this into overtime. I am not pushing the panic button. There is no knee-jerk reaction here for me. I think Denver counters. It's a chess game. Denver's going to counter with what Eric Sposer and the Heat brought to them in game two. We're spending a lot of time, rightfully so, on Jokic, whether it's scoring, whether it's facilitating. That Denver defense was trash mm. last night. We can mention that as well. That defense was trash with their rotations. You're going to have to get better there if any of this other stuff we're talking about regarding Denver in a positive light is going to come true. All right, let's go to Aaron Dolan for some thoughts now. Again, everyone before this series started kind of believed in Denver one way or the other. Aaron, after what we saw in Game 2, do you think it may be wise to start advising people that the Heat are worth betting the rest of the way? I think the Heat are worth betting game to game, but in terms of winning the actual NBA Finals, I still like the Denver Nuggets in six. I do think Miami will probably take one of these games at home. Not sure which one just yet. I know we'll talk about that game in just a minute. But really, everything that happened in game two is what I suspected from the Miami Heat. They really picked it up in terms of their three-point uh, percentage. It was 49% compared to 33% in game one. You have Max Strews stepping up. Caleb Martin was not, sorry, Caleb Martin was non-existent, but you got Duncan Robinson, Max Strews as well. They just these role players really stepped up, which was great for the team. Not to mention Jimmy Butler was just as great. But I will say, everything seems to be coming down to this fourth quarter, which makes me very worrisome. The Heat, they were able to outscore them by 10 points in game one, 11 points in game two in the fourth quarter, which makes me nervous about the spread as well as who's going to win the game outright. But at the same time, what I find interesting about the series is since we've been looking at all these markets, the exact score market for Denver to win 4-3 is now the favorite in that market. So maybe odds makers are thinking this could go the distance to seven games, but I'm still going to stick with the Denver Nuggets in six. Uh, understandable. It's just this Miami team being fourth-quarter killers. You're waiting for that other shoe to drop because the numbers say they shouldn't be, yet they keep coming back from eight-plus points in the fourth quarter to win games just like they did in game two. Game two, for sure. Game one, Denver was up yeah, 24 were. points, so fair, you know fair, they're going to throttle back contact. a bit. But that, when you look at the entirety of the playoffs, you're right. It's, it's something that's got to be noted. We will get back to the NBA Finals, and Tim Legler going to join us to help break down some adjustments for game three. But let's move to the NHL Stanley Cup Final. Vegas grabbed game one of the best of seven series. 4-2 win on Saturday in Vegas. The Knights, minus 140 on the money line tonight to take a commanding 2-0 series lead. The total is set at five and a half. Now, a big reason they were able to win, Matthew Kachuk, Sam Bennett, and Nick Cousins were all held off the score sheet for the Panthers in Game 1. Here are their player props to reverse that trend in Game 2 tonight. And to get us fully prepared for the puck drop tonight is the one and only Puck Padre, Greg Wyshynski. Puck Daddy, take your bow, and then I'm going to fire some questions at you. Let's start with that Kachuk line, which was held without a point for the first time in a very long time, Game 1. Do you expect this line to bounce back tonight? Yeah, only the second time in the playoffs that Nick Cousins, Matthew Kachuk, and Sam Bennett were held off the score sheet all together in the same game. Look, the, 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 the Golden Knights have something cooking here. They've got a checking line led, led by William Carrier that's been playing some of their best hockey in the last few games. That line was deployed mostly against Kachuk's line. Stop physical with them really made a difference. Also, they've been deploying uh, uh, a, a good, solid defensive pairing as well that's been physical against them that includes Zach Whitecloud. So... I feel like the, the Golden Knights have a little bit of something cooking here against Kachuk and in maybe a situation where they don't really get their games when they get back to uh, South Florida and get the line matches they want. That Panthers offense has a team total set at 2.5 for tonight's game. Do you think they go over or under that mark? I think they go over, baby. These are the, the cardiac cats we're talking about here. <laughs> Look, man. You gotta remember in game one of this series, we're talking four goal posts they hit. We're talking about that ridiculous save that Aiden Hill made that prevented a goal from Cousins. So, you know, things go a little different. They get a bounce, a little bit of puck luck. They're hitting this total anyway. So, yeah, I go over the two and a half uh, team total. Also, keep in mind, the Florida Panthers undefeated in game two in their three previous playoff series, outscoring their opponents 11 to 6 in those games. I'm looking for a bounce back effort tonight from the Panthers. 
All right. That's not a best bet, though. I wonder if it will be cardiac cat related. We'll find out from the Puck Daddy later in the show. And meanwhile, Golden Knights, a small favorite entering the series, are now minus 235 after their Game 1 victory. Teams that win Game 1 at home in a best-of-seven Stanley Cup final go on to win the series 83% of the time historically. And the parade, it's over. Let's knock the puck around a bit at the desk. Joey Pucks, how are you approaching Game 2 after Vegas' somewhat convincing performance in Game 1? I like Florida to bounce okay. back. Not a large wager. They're sitting there around plus 118. Maybe Game 1 was a case of a little bit of rest versus rust. We talk about that all the time. I don't necessarily buy into it, but perhaps that's what stung Florida a little bit with the 10-day layoff. Game 1, let's go inside the numbers. Florida, 28 more penalty minutes. I'm not Puck Daddy, 28? but from what I understand, <laughs> you don't want to spend a lot of time in the penalty box. They allowed two power play goals as a result. They went 0 for 3 on their own power play, and the Vegas penalty kill hasn't been very good. So I think you look at all of that, you come out tonight with plus money. Florida's been very resilient. I think back-to-back -back losses just once this postseason. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and take them. I'm on the other side. I like Vegas uh, in game one. I like them in game two. I'm running back the puck line. It's almost 2-1. to one. It's plus 196. Yep. You got there in game one, and I know everyone likes the resiliency, the Cinderella story of this Florida team, and I know hockey's a little bit more volatile than other sports like the NBA, but I just think Vegas... The one seed in the West, dominant at home, on the road, deeper, better all season, is giving me great value at almost 2-1 to one on the puck line. That's not to say I'm guaranteeing they win this game, or that I'm guaranteeing they win by multiple goals, but at that price, I think we're getting a good price relative to the probability that on their home ice, against a team they are superior to in terms of metrics throughout the season, that's something I'm willing to invest in, especially after we're up 1-0 in that regard. Get yourself one. that one goal lead, and then you just sit there and cross your fingers for the empty netter. That is what we're hoping for. Anita Marks, I noticed you want to join the conversation here. You like the Panthers to bounce back as well. Is that the case, or are we going to South Florida with a 2-0 series? Well, I'm sorry, Tyler. I've got to side with Greg <laughs> and Joe here. Uh, I like the Panthers on the money line tonight. I'm looking for them to rebound. They've only lost back-to-back -back just once in this postseason. I'm with Joe. I think now they've settled in. That long layoff, that's over. They were the better team, in my opinion, in the first period. Got overwhelmed in the third period. As Joe said, 46 penalty minutes, only 18 for Vegas. 0-3 on power plays. Vegas has struggled stopping the power play. So that was uh, not par for the course. Uh, goalie Bob having his worst outing of the postseason. I think he rebounds. And let's keep in mind, Kachuk got a little heated uh, under the uniform and missed some time on the ice. I don't expect that happening tonight as well. So give me the Panthers on the money line. All right, I'm outnumbered, but the people out there like my pick a lot better than the two of you talking Stanley Cup Final Game 2. Moving to the NFL, and this is a developing story. The league is investigating an Indianapolis Colts player for possible violations of the league's gambling policy. The team acknowledged the inquiry Monday, saying in a statement, quote, we are aware of the NFL's investigation and will have no further comment at this time. The news comes after a report by SportsHandle.com, which cited an investigation into a Colts player's pervasive betting, including wagers placed on his own team. The player was not named in the report, nor did team officials reveal his identity. Much more on this story as it develops throughout the week. Coming up next on Daily Wager, the Joker smashed the over on his points prop in Game 2. Should we expect more of the same as the series shifts to downtown Miami? I got that right for you in the 305. Daily Wager, live from Las Vegas, back in three. Settlement and I need cash now. Call J.D. Wentworth. 877 cash now. I have an annuity, but I need cash now. Call J.D. Wentworth. 877 cash now. It's your money. Use it when you need it. Call J.D. Wentworth. 877 cash now. 
homeowners, when your water or sewer line breaks, it's expensive and often not covered by basic homeowners insurance. You could pay thousands. Finding a good contractor can be tough. What this guy doing the job? With a plan from HomeServe, call us. We'll send a contractor and there's no big bill. Easy. But don't wait. Get a plan from HomeServe before a line breaks. Go online now. Plans from HomeServe start at just $7.99 a month. Call 1-833-458-0107 or visit HomeServe.com. New projects means new project managers. You need to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. Visit Indeed.com slash hire and get started today. Tonight, we're going to be making Thai shrimp ginger curry. With some crunch. This is a really generous portion. It's a really great curry. Go to HelloFresh.com slash TV16 for 16 free meals and free shipping. I came from a low-income family that was, that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life. And I just want to get things done the way I want with a good education. I'm Stacy and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Internet without trackers. Without malware-ridden files. Zen. Be more cyber zen. Get NordVPN. It's race day here in Montreal. Hurry, hurry up and please get ready. Too long and I'm right, get ready. Need a little, you know what, to keep steady because the night's so young and the pole's so heavy long. He's at the 35, but he's ankle tackled there at the 36. And he's hurt. Mahomes is hurt. I kind of rolled it a little bit. It didn't feel good, but I was going to leave it all out there. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. Touchdown! I told you all at the beginning of the week, there's nothing that's going to keep me off that football field. Don't underestimate how tough Patrick Mahomes is. Everything we work for is for this moment. You have to enjoy this moment. You can't let the moment overtake you. The Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again. Chiefs took their Super Bowl victory celebration to the White House today. The first Super Bowl champs to visit the White House since the Buccaneers did so a couple years ago. Not only Mahomes engineer that victory, but he kept Travis Kelsey off the microphone from sharing the nuclear code. If you haven't seen that video, check it out on Twitter. As for their AFC rivals, the Buffalo Bills continue to work on their pass rush, agreeing to terms with Leonard Floyd on a one-year deal. A source confirmed to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. Defensive tackle Ed Oliver also agreed to terms on a four-year, $68 million extension with $45 million guaranteed. That deal coming to fruition on Saturday. And making only a few pennies less than that, Oliver, now is ESPN front office insider and our foremost aficionado of avocado toast, Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, Mike, not only did the Bills re-up, Oliver, but they signed free agent Leonard Floyd, who's been effective with the Rams in recent years. Pass rush was a weakness of this team last year. Do you think these moves are enough to give them an edge over KC and the AFC? Tyler, great to be with you. No, I think it certainly helps them, especially... If they have a healthy Von Mill, that pass rush should be better. Biggest question to me, though, is who is opposite Stefan Diggs? We know that the opposition is going to double-team him literally from pregame warm-ups. Dave Davis has been a good receiver, not a great receiver. They drafted Dalton Kincaid, a very talented pass-receiving tight end. That's the biggest question. Who's going to step up when the opposition takes Diggs out of the game? And that, to me, is why Buffalo is not in that same echelon as Kansas City. Well, whether it's Buffalo or Cincinnati, Baltimore, whoever else in the AFC, everyone's looking up at Kansas City. As the champs, what's the Chiefs' biggest concern heading into 2023? 
Wide receiver, which is really remarkable for a team that's so explosive. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, last year's second-round pick, Sky Moore. They have a couple of nice pieces there. Kadarius Toney is certainly emerging, coming over from the Giants. They drafted Rasheed Rice in the second round this year. The question is, who's going to step up and be that go-to receiver now that Smith-Schuster's gone, Tyreek Hill's gone? Is it Valdez-Scantling? And I think I wouldn't be surprised if we were sitting here sometime between now and opening day if Kansas City still had one other receiver. Obviously, the passing game is still going to go through Travis Kelsey. Good look at the Kansas City Chiefs as they look to defend a crown in 2023. As always, a pleasure to have our NFL front office insider, Mike Cannibal. Time for a little game of better bet. Wouldn't you know it, we gave you nuggets on the Chiefs visiting the White House. Talk about the Bills adding to their pass rush. And <laughs> there's a reason why. It's called good producing, Joseph. The Bills and Chiefs have the two shortest odds to win the AFC at Caesars. How about that? So that begs the question, which of these two teams at their given price is the better bet to win the AFC? Floor is yours. First of all, big miss not having the Bob Barker microphone. Ah. Second of all, very excited to hear Anita because she likes somebody else entirely and she's going to be very <laughs> mad that it's not one of them. They're not included in this. I have these two teams ranked very close okay. power rating wise. Okay. So I would take Buffalo because okay. I get the better return on investment. I also get the better defense, which should be getting a healthy Von Miller back this year as well. You go back and you look at the teams last season. In the regular season, Buffalo finished with a plus 169 point differential. Over 17 games, they outscored the opposition by 169 points. Second best behind only San Francisco. Not the Kansas City Chiefs, who were a very healthy plus 127. But that's more indicative of an 11-win team. I think Buffalo underperformed a bit last season. I think Kansas City overperformed a smidge. Mm. Mahomes can always blow me up in this situation. I'm aware of it, but I would take the Bills. Not only do I only host better bet, but I'm a contestant as well. Ah. I'll take the Chiefs as the better bet, and I completely understand the logic about comparing them apples to apples style and saying that price is much more attractive on the Bills. And I'll let Anita get to the team that I think is actually a bigger threat. But when Buffalo has played Kansas City, Joseph, when it has mattered most, what team has always prevailed? It's the Kansas City Chiefs. They played in the regular season last year and the Bills won. When it matters about? most in the postseason, that's when the Kansas City Chiefs This is not the prevailed. NBA. We are not discounting the regular season here. So, while I think they are fairly close and the price is not as good on the Chiefs, I think if they were to meet in the postseason, I like this Chiefs team much better than Buffalo head-to-head. And Buffalo's got a much more difficult division to go through and rack up wins. Trying to earn home field, which may be the big differentiator. I think the road to the AFC title goes through Kansas City yet again in 2023, regardless of, or, or I'm sorry, um, depending on what happens elsewhere. Now, we mentioned Aaron and Anita want to get involved in this conversation, and Anita, I know, is chomping at the bit to share the team that we have team. Champing. But champing, that's right, this champing at the bit. Uh, Aaron, I am going to start with you first. Make Anita wait. Uh, Chiefs or Bills? Those are the only two teams here. Better bet to win the AFC. I have to go with the Chiefs. I feel like they're just not slowing down whatsoever. They just won the Super Bowl. They had 14 wins in the regular season. And don't forget my best bet last year heading into the season was Chiefs under wins. They just continue to not only surprise me, but to surprise all of America. And just there's no sign of them slowing down. When we look at their schedule as well, I just want to mention this. They are going to play some tough opponents, but so are the Buffalo Bills. But I feel like what's really good come the AFC Championship time is that they will have some really tough opponents that they have faced. On top of that, don't forget, Patrick Mahomes is 27-3 against his own division. So this guy, he plays some of the best quarterbacks throughout the entire regular season. I know Josh Allen will as well, but at the same time, if I'm putting my money on anybody, it'd have to be the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, that's two for the Chiefs, one for the Bills. Now Anita, who's been champing at the bit. Uh, First, you can share the team that you think is the biggest threat to the Chiefs, but then you do have to answer this question and take that team out of it. Chiefs or Bills, if you had to play one of those two... When your sports IQ is in trouble, who are you going to call? The superheroes of sports on 1037 The Buzz. I have to go with the Bills, not just because it's better odds, but man, we talked about it just a second ago. They bring in Leonard Floyd, love this defense. They extend Ed Oliver. They give him an extension this week. 
So now you got add veteran pass rusher with Von Miller. Hopefully he can be ready week one. Boogie Basham, Greg Russo, they have to be ready to take a next step up. He talks, we spend so much time talking about this Buffalo Bills offense. Don't sleep on this defense this season. With all due respect, I've got to I've got to beg to differ with Mike T over there. Who's going to play opposite Ben? You got Gabe Davis, one of the best receivers to take the top off of any defense. Kalir, watch out for uh, for Kalir this season. I liked him last year with Ipsy a lot. And then now you've got Daniel Knox and Kincaid. I think Kincaid's the best receiving tight end coming out of this year's NFL draft. I can't wait to see what they can do with these two cats in the passing game. So for me, it's definitely the Buffalo Bills. All right, and I would agree with you if it was Chiefs and Bengals, your cats. I like the Bengals as the better bet because they have a proof of concept going into Arrowhead and beating Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the playoffs, something the Bills haven't done to this point. They just lost at Arrowhead a few months ago. Saying in the playoffs. It's really a moving target with what we use as our. (laughs) Coming up next, more moving targets. This guy can knock it down no matter what target he's shooting at. It's Tim Legler joining Daily Wager to break down what we saw in game two and some potential adjustments to look out for in game three. Plus, Trevor Lawrence, 15 to 1 to win the MVP. Are those good enough odds to add them to your futures portfolio? We'll discuss when Daily Wager, live in Las Vegas, returns. We love our new home. Great neighborhood, big backyard. But the lamps. At least Geico makes bundling our home and car insurance easy. We saved a lot. For bundling made easy, go to geico.com. Electric XP Light makes an adventure out of your daily commute. At only 46 pounds, this electric bike makes it easy to hit the trails. And your trip to class, an experience in itself. Meet the Electric XP Light. Starting at the light price of just $7.99. Now, with 0% interest for a limited time at electricebikes.com. Boston, New York. It's the real deal. It's Yankees, Red Sox, and Jeff. Aaron Judge. He's a game changer. Jeffers, no doubt about it. Right behind the hit It's the same rivalry, but it may be better than ever. This is premier baseball. Give us Red Sox, Yankees. Join us at Yankee Stadium on Sunday Night Baseball. Blood sugar, normal. If these are words you long to hear, here's good news. Glucogold is the complete doctor-formulated solution guaranteed to help keep your blood sugar in the normal range. We're so sure it'll work for you. We'll send you a complimentary bottle of Glucogold. Text PATCH to 231231. Glucogold contains the clinically researched dose of a highly refined super ingredient, berberine, plus three more powerful ingredients. Glucogold will help you maintain healthy blood sugar levels while it supports healthy cholesterol and insulin sensitivity. Guaranteed for your money back. Take the first step to making sure your next checkup is better than your last and hearing those three wonderful words. Blood sugar normal. This exclusive Glucogold offer is not available in stores. You can only get your complimentary bottle by texting PATCH to 231231. Plus, text right now and you'll receive a bottle of vitamin D3 immune support absolutely free. Text P. A T C H to two three one two three one. Throws it down and the foul. Wilkins is a scoring machine here in the third quarter. The Denver Avalanche. We've faced tough times this year, and so we've learned how to handle setbacks and then just getting to work. Oh, 
great points by the Heat. And Miami, their first lead since early in the second quarter. Duncan Robinson drives and finishes. Tremendous response. Miami's overcome a 15-point deficit. Back out to Murray. History pointer. Three-point game, four seconds. Murray, step back, three-pointer. Won't go, and it's over. The Miami Heat have tied the NBA Finals. What a comeback here on the road for the Heat. What a game, too, indeed. Nikola Jokic in that loss had 41 points on 28 shots compared to 27 points on 12 shots in Game 1's victory. Denver's now 0-3 this postseason when the Joker scores 40 or more points. The consensus being the Heat strategy turned him into a passer. This guy's an incredible player. You know, twice in two seasons he's been the best player on this planet. You can't just say... Oh, make him a score. <laughs> That's not how they play. They, they have so many different actions that just get you compromised. Uh, we have to focus on what we do. Um, you know, we try to do things the hard way, um, and he requires you to do many things the hard way. Uh, and we, he has our full respect. All right, back here on the desk with Joe Fortenbaugh, we're welcoming NBA analyst Tim Legler to help us break down some adjustments we may see as the series shifts to Miami. Legs, on Friday, your apparently untrained eye, according to Spolstra, told us that you believe the Heat would try to turn Jokic into more of a scorer, less of a passer. That came to fruition in Game 2, and the Heat won Game Hmm, hmm, I wonder if they're related. Uh, what kind of counter move are you expecting from Mike Malone and the Nuggets in Game 3? And why is Spo denying... What is plain to see worked in his favor. Well, yeah, I mean, he doesn't want to sit there and say, hey, listen, this is what we wanted to do, and it worked out great, right? He wants to act like, <laughs> oh, no, there was no adjustments made on our part. You know, he's just a great player, and tonight, you know, was our night, ultimately. But here's the deal. They obviously wanted Nikola Jokic to be less involved as a passer because when he gets you in both ways, now their entire offense hums, and this is one of the best offenses we have seen heading into a finals in recent memory with their efficiency and it's because of him and his ability to be a dual threat as a scorer and facilitator so they decided to stay home more on shooters play him more single covers like you see right there in the post now he's going to make a lot of shots and it's unfortunate for guys like bam Adebayo and zeller who are going to take the brunt of that but i felt like denver on the perimeter watched a little bit too much and when they're at their best when he does have the basketball at the elbows of the post when he starts to back guys down guys continue to move on the perimeter there are cross screens there are flare screens there are cuts from the weak side and Jokic cannot pick you apart if you make that weak side have to do something to communicate rather than stand and watch him and just stunt at him and get back to the shooter I felt like there was an awful lot of that in the second half and that is why Denver's offense stalled, and it really became simply about Jokic scoring in the paint, which I think Eric Spolster is more than content to live with. All right, Legs, hang tight, because I want more analysis on this series in Game 3 forthcoming. But since we're on this topic of how we're trying to move Jokic, whether it's score or passer, Joe, you were on him going over his point total in Game 2, much because of the analysis you heard from Tim Legler prior to Game 2. Um, would you change up? your betting handicap for game three. I would not. I would play it over again. I'm surprised it's not up around 30. There's one of two ways this could go. One is what we saw in game two. He gets a lot of shots. He also happens to make a lot of shots. <laughs> he went flying over this total. The other option is maybe it reverts back to what we saw in game one. Jokic is more of a facilitator. He still had 27 points. He only took 12 shots. That was his fewest in the entire postseason. So I, even if the shots are reduced, I don't see him going all the way back down to 12. Yeah. Look at floor versus ceiling. His ceiling, I don't think it would surprise anyone if he dropped 50 in right. the series. Not saying he will, but it right. wouldn't surprise anyone. But what's his floor? Would we see him dropping 14 in a game? It's not going to happen. It'd be 20 at the absolute worst, so I'd play the over here. Right. Fair enough. Now, the Nuggets were a sloppier squad in Game 2 compared to Game 1 when they got that victory. They nearly tripled their total fouls and allowed more than double the points off turnovers. Nuggets head coach Mike Malone spoke on his team's lack of effort after the Game 2 L. Well, let's talk about effort. I mean, this is the NBA Finals, and we're talking about effort. That's a huge concern of mine. You know, and you guys probably thought I was just making up some storyline after game one when I said we didn't play well. Um, this is not the preseason. This is not the regular season. It's not round. This is the NBA Finals. And that, to me, is really, really perplexing, disappointing. And I asked the team, 
I asked that player, you guys tell me why we lost. And they knew the answer. Miami came in here and outworked us. If we're going to try to go down there and regain control of this series and get home court advantage back, we're going to have to outwork Miami, which we didn't do tonight, and our discipline is going to have to be off the charts. All right, this is where we welcome Legs back to the conversation because we need to parse some more coach speak. Legs, do you ultimately agree with Coach Malone's assessment of his team's effort in that game two loss? And if so, will that type of effort cost them the series? Well, listen, he's probably harder on his team's effort than I would be, right? And that's the way coaches are. Where I do think they came up small was in their execution defensively, particularly guarding the three-point line. There were just too many mistakes made in coverages in this game where you see two guys going with a curl cut and then the screener just popping back for a wide open three. Or in the first quarter, Max Struess twice running over to set a screen and then just slipping out of it and running to the next spot to the corner to get a wide open three and you've got two defenders standing on the ball. That This is basic stuff that you go over in training camp and by the time you get to the playoffs, if you're a championship caliber team, you should be tight on all of those coverages I don't know how many mistakes they ultimately made that led to wide-open shots, but it was too many to overcome. There's no way the Heat can have a plus-18 differential at the three-point line and expect Denver to win this series. It's not going to happen, and that's what Mike Malone is talking about. So he's talking about more effort. I'm talking more about the communication, the execution, to not give so many open looks. And it's happened two games in a row, so it is definitely a concern for Michael Malone right now. Always hitting from downtown with his analysis. It is the one and only Tim Legler. Lex, thanks for joining us today on Daily Wager. You got it. All right, now game three for this series moves to, not South Beach, downtown Miami. Ah, yeah. Okay, 305, you happy? But the Nuggets are still favored. They're laying two and a half points, the total sitting at 215. Let's dive into this game, and I want to start by welcoming Aaron back. Aaron, what are you looking to play in game three? Where's your eyes? I like the Denver Nuggets in the first half, minus one and a half. But definitely shop this line around because you can get a better number right now. But this is just one of those spots in which the Denver Nuggets have been really good. In game one, they were up by double digits at the half. In game two, they were up by six points at the half. The Nuggets have the best offensive rating right now out of all the teams remaining in the playoffs in the first half. So, again, this is just one of those spots where I feel like they've been really good. And I'd rather look at the first half than mess around with the spread or try to figure out the outright winner, given how the Miami Heat have played in the fourth quarter. They were up, they outscored, I should say, the, they outscored the Denver Nuggets in the fourth quarter by 10 points in game one, 11 points in game two in that fourth quarter. So you can never just count out the Heat at any point during the game. But I do like the Denver Nuggets in the first half, minus one and a half, but definitely shot the line around. Fair enough point about shopping around. I like the Nuggets as well, but I'm just going to lay the two and a half. I'm seeing three in some spots uh, on Denver to not only win, but cover and make this a 2-1 series. Again, start with this. Whoever covers is likely winning this game. I I don't think, although it's possible that um, Denver wins by one or two. I think a much more concerted defensive effort, a more detailed and intensive effort from the Nuggets is coming after being publicly challenged by their coach. And after guys like KCP and Michael Porter Jr. kind of stunk it up in Game 2, I think those role players have some more positive regression coming, even despite the fact this game will be on the road. I think Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray will do their thing, and I think there will be some tactical X and O changes by the or by Denver Nuggets. But one thing that does actually really concern me here, Joe, is it appears Tyler Hero, and we don't know yet, could be available for the first time to play in Game 3. It would make sense. Back home, and they've evened up that series. And while Hero is objectively probably their second-best offensive player behind Jimmy Butler, they have won all these games and done all this in the postseason yes. without Hero. The momentum and chemistry and dynamic has been built without Hero. So reintroducing someone who shoots the ball a lot and demands and controls the ball a lot could mess with that chemistry a little bit. I'm not saying it's going to be ultimately long-term bad, but it could be one step back before two steps forward with Hero coming back. Now, those are the reasons why I like the Nuggets laying this smaller number on the road. How the do you old, feel? are the Knicks better without Carmelo Anthony? Ah, angle? yes, that uh, okay, so I like the total more. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. For the side, I would find myself playing the Nuggets here. Probably a half-unit wager. If you go back to what we saw in Game 2, you got a Miami team shooting 48% from deep. You got Miami committing three fewer turnovers. KCP, MPJ combined to shoot three of 12 from the floor. Bueno. Miami shoots six additional free throws in the fourth quarter alone while also knocking down 69% of their shots. 
and they win the game by three. It took a lot, a lot to break right for Miami, and it was a three-point win where Jamal Murray had the ball yeah, right. to tie it late. So, I'd look at that. I bet bigger on the under at 215. Okay. This does not look like it's going to be a high-scoring series. I agree. Uh, closed around 216. It gets to 219, and again, it required a Herculean effort from Miami from a shooting perspective. I don't see that continuing throughout. If you look at the pace in this series, the pace metric we just saw in Game 2, that is the absolute slowest pace of any Nugget playoff game so far. They're going to go to Miami. Miami's probably going to control tempo with the home crowd at least a little bit early in this game. And as these series wear on, they tend to become mm-hmm. lower scoring. It's one of the rules I like to live by there. So uh, I would play the under. That would be the bigger wager. I do like that handicap a lot for the total in game three. So another pat on your back for yourself, my friend. Uh, let's slide Anita Marks in here. Anita, again, we know you like the Nuggets still. How are you approaching game three in specific? Yeah, I'm going to follow your lead there. 1037 The Buzz. Be sure and tell them Large Marks sent ya. Streaming worldwide on the web at 1037thebuzz.com. Large Marks sent me. Uh, 48.6%. I see some regression there. Hearing from Coach Malone, talking about how his players have to be more disciplined, coming in, stop being less frustrated. And also, I believe in that Denver Nuggets coaching staff uh, able to come in, and, and I think they're going to counter in regard to the defense that we saw the Miami Heat come to the table with against Jokic. My favorite prop bet here, though, guys, is Jimmy No Bucket. I'm going to go Jimmy Butler under point. Not sure what's going on, whether it's lack of gas, Still left in that tank, whether his, his ankle is not 100%. But Aaron Gordon defending Jimmy Bucket is working. He's shooting 39%. And oh, by the way, that 39% is coming when either Aaron Gordon is off the court and he's resting or uh, a, uh, a pick and roll has worked and they've made that switch. So I'm going to continue to roll on the Jimmy Butler under points in this series. Yeah, his scoring has dropped off precipitously since that Milwaukee series when he was dropping 40, 50 point games. So I'm with you on that play as well, Anita. Coming up on Daily Wager, we'll go down the block to T-Mobile Arena for some picks and props ahead of Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final. Do not miss that. Plus, back to the NFL. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags turned some heads last season when they made the playoffs and won a game. Is this the year he and they take it to the next level? Next up, the Johnsons. When their water line broke, they paid over $2,600. On the flip side, the Ortegas, they're home-serve customers. When their sewer line broke, we sent out a contractor and covered the bill. Here's another water line break. Call or go online now to help protect yourself from the high cost of a water or sewer line repair. Plans start at just $7.99 a month. Contact HomeServe before there's a problem. Call 1-800-324-0195 or visit HomeServe.com. I have a structured settlement and I need cash now. Call J.D. Wentworth. 877 cash I have an annuity, but I need cash now. Call J.D. Wentworth. 877 cash It's your money. Use it when you need it. Call J.D. Wentworth. 877 cash With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Overpaying for a close shave. Harry's 
I don't have to. Harry's offers five blade closeness and comfort. And refills cost as low as $2 each. Half of what I paid before. Go to harrys.com slash TV to claim your $5 trial. Visit us in-store or online. Is your car's plastic trim faded and milky? Don't worry. Cerakote Ceramic Trim Coat restores oxidized trim effortlessly. Just wipe it on. It's guaranteed for 200 washes. Even dust won't stick to it. Keep your car looking professional. It's the number one selling ceramic trim coating on the market. Selling your oxidized, faded trim car? Detailed cars sell for way more than faded cars. Read the thousands of five-star reviews for yourself. Available now at Walmart. It's game one of the Stanley Cup final. The Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Look at this. What a stop in game one. season have won two out of every three games. Saturday was actually the first time the Panthers lost a game this playoffs when scoring first. They had been 8-0. Steve Levy, Kevin Weeks made the people some picks from down the block at T-Mobile. Thanks very much, Tyler. Imagine what the odds would have been on Eric Stahl scoring first in game one shorthanded. Would have been astronomical. So we're getting ready for game two. Who scores the first goal tonight? I'm going with Matthew Kachuk. 9-1 to one odds, by the way. Yep. Kind of juicy, don't you fans think? So I'm going with Matthew Kachuk for the Panthers. It's funny because Kachuk is actually kind of chalky. He's the favorite. Nice. So nice. You, better, you better dollar you win yes. $9. I like that return. Yes. You can live with that, Lee. No? I'm going to go a little richer. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb uh-huh. and say Chandler Stevenson and double your odds. Nice. Bet a dollar win $180 or something like that. You get the idea. I'm with you on the math. It's working out. As for the game itself, who do you like tonight? I like the Panthers. And I think Sergei Bobrovsky gave them a really good chance, especially on the road. They scored the first goal. I like their game. I think it got away from them after they got down 4-2. Then they were looking for their pound of flesh. Yeah. I thought they should have stayed focused. But I like the Panthers tonight. Now, on Sports Center, I would normally leave that alone. But this being daily wager, I'm going to need a final score. Yeah, I'm going 3-2 Florida Panthers. That goes under, then. That goes under. I'm going to go Florida as well. I think the Panthers send the series back to South Florida, much like the Heat did all even. And I'm going to say 4-2. That would be over. Tyler, back to you. We'll see how we did. Talk to you next game. I think Lee's forgot a zero on that payout there. Win a dollar, bet a hundred to win eighteen hundred, as opposed to bet a hundred to win one eighty. A reminder: the ESPN app, the number one sports app in the world, most live sports and content, and the best part you can watch wherever and whenever you want. Get ESPN Plus. Go to ESPNPlus.com or download the ESPN app. As he heads into his third season as starter in the NFL, Trevor Lawrence, fifteen to one to win MVP, tied with Justin Herbert for the fifth shortest odds at Caesars. Here's Lawrence on if he is more confident heading into this season. Definitely, you know, to have to have the same staff, to have a lot of the same players, to have that carryover and the system, especially, you know, this is the first time in a while I haven't been learning a new offense, so that feels good having that and being able to focus on little parts of my game um, instead of just making sure I got the installs and know the plan coming into practice, you know, obviously you you look over that too, but not having that stress of just learning the playbook, I can just really focus on my my game and my mechanics. Just having a a guy like Coach who's played it, who's done it before, it helps a ton. See, the way he ended the season last year is what we got to see to start the season, right, and just just continue that progression with him and I track, he's doing everything that we've asked him to do. Jags trying to um, take a bite out of the rest of the AFC this year. If you like them to win the Super Bowl, 25-1 to to make the playoffs a heavy favorite as heavy division favorites in the AFC South. Trevor Lawrence is 15-1 to to win the league MVP, as we mentioned. Let's slide Aaron Dolan in here and hear her thoughts on Lawrence and the Jags in 2023. Is this a quarterback and a franchise you are buying or selling this year? 
Well, I was going back and forth on their win total, and I feel like I've talked about it already on Daily Wager, but instead today, when I was looking through some of the markets for the Jags, the one that stood out to me was to take them over four and a half division wins. You can get that at plus 130. The reason being, I know this is a small margin of error here, but last season, they lost the Colts as well as the Texans. That was week five and six, and that was in the middle of their five-game losing streak, in which we were all scratching our heads and not sure what the Jags were really about. But this year should be a totally different situation. The AFC South has not gotten any tougher with the Tennessee Titans. Who knows who they're going to end up starting at their quarterback position. You have not much faith in the Texans, to say the least. And then, of course, you keep going down and you have the Colts there who might be starting a rookie quarterback as well. So the only time I think that they could potentially lose is they have two games over in London. It's not against their own division, but they come back and they play the Colts at home. That's the only game in which I would say maybe there's some tired legs or things like that from being overseas for so long. But other than that, I do feel like they should be able to take on the AFC South and get a ton of wins. So I would take them over four and a half division wins because this is one of those futures markets in which you can get it at plus money. I feel like everything at this point seems very juiced. So again, the Jags over four and a half division wins for me. It's going to be the summer of Jacksonville. Mm. Everybody mm. is going to like the Jaguars this year. 15 to 1, I get it. It's trendy. People are on it. But he shouldn't be priced ahead of Lamar Jackson. I think Jackson's sure. going to have a huge season. And join me on Jaguar Island. I planted my flag there last year. Plenty of room still. Uh, coming up, not a lot to choose from on the first Monday in June, but we've dug deep and got our best bets ready to go. Daily Wager back with your best plays of the night in three minutes. That's when I get my motion. 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 Hot bodies in the motion. Internet without malicious websites. Without malware-ridden files. Zen. Be more cyber zen. Get NordVPN. Introducing the ultimate experience for all. The electric XP trike. We took our award-winning XP series e-bikes and added a bigger battery, hydraulic brakes, and a third wheel to create the industry's first fully foldable and fully assembled electric tricycle. The ride is designed to move you forward into the next adventure with a dual-drive rear hub motor, no matter your mobility, balance, or age. Learn more at electricebikes.com and come ride with us. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Go to inventhelp.com. We have representatives nationwide and services to showcase your invention. Get started today. Go to inventhelp.com for free information. Your shipping manager left to find themselves, leaving you lost. You need to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Indeed Instant Match instantly delivers quality candidates matching your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash hire. Cooking can be a chance to pause and be thankful for the little moments. And when it's finished, all that's left is to savor it. Go to HelloFresh.com slash TV16 for 16 free meals and free shipping. Force will be two times what an astronaut experiences upon liftoff. The cockpit's going to be 140 degrees Fahrenheit. You're going to sweat off seven pounds, and no amount of protein shakes are going to help you recover. You're scaring them. What the Cancun? Like I told you. Fresh, friendly, fun, judgmental, childish, meddlesome. 1037 The Buzz. Welcome to paradise. 
Back in Vegas, I have a show schedule for the moms and dads of the talent out there yeah. and all the viewers who like to enjoy our faces. Uh, regularly scheduled programming, ESPN2, 6 Eastern, Tuesday through Thursday. We're on a couple hours early, 4 Eastern on Friday, though, because we want to start the weekend early around here. Now, as for Bet, you can catch today's episode on YouTube, the next episode for Eastern Wednesday. That is to come. Hey, Joe, we did pretty well on Best Bets Friday. Show us how you got there with your prop. This was a nice one. Jokic, I believe, scored 11 in the first quarter, so we didn't have to sweat much. The second quarter was a different story. He was actually a little bit behind the pace by the time we got to halftime, but then he lit it up in the second half, and it was cruise control. Thank you, Nikola Jokic. That was a fantastic effort in game two. Yeah, and uh, that fast start by Jokic, and especially the bench in their first rotation, helped the Nuggets cover the first half Five they were laying. It got a little dicey down the stretch here, okay? But Jokic found Aaron Gordon with this beautiful pass and finish to make it an eight-point lead before Miami's final possession. So at best, or worst, I should say, we were guaranteed a push, but they made a two. That means a six-point advantage, and we won the first half bet. Nice. And we were able to thread the needle, Aaron, because you like the heat plus the points. Yes, I did. He plus the points. Cashes. Look at Duncan Robinson. This guy in the fourth quarter was feeling himself. Hopefully we got a quick shot of him doing a little bit of the mean mug. As long as he wasn't doing the Austin Reeves on um, him. But yes, they came back. Wish I put some money on the money line. Should have listened to my gut instinct there, but they covered. There's your mean mug. Look at him there. Woo. Yeah, mean best bet and a mean weekend card. Five and one. The only one we lost was a four to one ticket that Anita was running. So if we would have swept that board, boy, that would have been super nice. Puck Daddy, start us off tonight. All right, best bet tonight. I'm taking the Florida Panthers to score the first goal in game two. Score the first goal in game one. But the Vegas Golden Knights are favored to score the first goal in game two. I'm not sure why. The Golden Knights in 11 of 18 games did not score the first goal of the game. And in fact, in 8 of 10 home games, they did not score the first goal in the game. Meanwhile, Florida Panthers on the road have scored the first goal in 6 of 10 games. So, a little desperation, a little bit more puck luck, and the Florida Panthers score first as my best bet. They turned that trick in game one, so let's hope they do it again for Puck Daddy in game two. All right, Aaron, come back on in here. Again, great job, not only taking the heat plus the points, an outright winner for Miami on Friday. How you playing Monday's card for your best bet? We're going to go to the ice, and I do need to know how many bets you need to win in hockey in order to get pucks added to your last name. I know we got Joey Pucks, we got the Puck Daddy. If I get this one, maybe we can call me something Pucks tomorrow. But I'll take the Panthers on the money line here. We got slim pickings, but as we know in game one, the Vegas Golden Knights had seven power plays. They scored on two of them. The Panthers did not look their best, but I will say in game two so far throughout this postseason, they're a perfect for, you know, I think this is a spot in which they can bounce back. So give me them on the money line for tonight. All right, Aaron Dolan manning the point on the power play with that money line pick of the Panthers. Best of luck. Let's bring Anita in here. Anita, what you got? Uh, I'm going with the Rangers, Texas Rangers, that is. I'm going to the Diamond. Uh, on the money line, they're going up against the Cards tonight. Uh, Martin Perez on the bump, 3-0 with a 1-9-3 ERA when he pitches at home. And this is a Rangers team. They've scored 355 runs so far this season when he is pitching uh, six of his last eight starts. Six or more runs they have batted in, which is great. As for the cards, uh, you've got Wainwright pitching for them, who's sporting a 6-1-5 ERA. They've lost seven of their last ten. So give me the Texas Rangers tonight as my best bet. As a Cardinal fan, I love that bet. They've lost pretty much every game one of the series this season. Joseph. Joey Pa, 